Hello, <clears throat> this is, my name is Luis Muero, and this is where I usually take some time off week, usually Saturday, Sunday, today's Sunday, to kind of go over my calendar from the past week and notes that I've gathered and maybe some thoughts and, you know, just a moment to review the week. So this past week was fairly Occupied at work, mostly because I was running a workshop, which kind of kept me outside of my usual routine. Mostly just there was a lot. It was more of a team workshop, so there was other participants. So I wasn't in my usual kind of isolated in my office by myself, working on my my individual tasks. So that was mostly it. No, no nothing really. On the personal calendar, as far as commitments, as far as notes, really, the only thing that I've gathered is um, really a day, and it was earlier on the week that I was just kind of a little bit of a kind of a, um, not a really a dark cloud that I usually well, maybe a little bit of a dark cloud. Um, I, I remember describing it as that in my other notebook. But it was a more towards really, um, so I have a couple of questions that I just kind of asked myself. Why is today harder than yesterday? How am I victimizing myself on this? Will quitting fix anything? I'm going to talk about work. Do I feel like a sandbagger? That one has a quite a little bit of a deep thought in there, and it's really, and I think I wrote it around lunchtime, so it was a moment that I just wanted to reflect on, and kind of see the feeling that I was having and and been able to stand in front of it as a way to not just completely suffocate the feeling, disregard it, or trying to fix it with a quick jolt of fun or something that makes me something that makes me feel good let's say like food like i would go to the i would have gone to the cafeteria and got me a cookie because i know cookies taste good what tasting good kind of makes you know it feels makes you feel good it gives you that rush of sugar so i didn't want to have that quick fix i wanted to just be able to seat sit with it and describe it as a way to learn from it, and that sounds a little woo-woo, and I heard it from a ton of podcasts, but as again, it's this way to, f- not to fix it, but to understand that those feelings do come, and they're a part of me, and they're going to reflect themselves in some kind of way whenever I don't want them, whenever I want them, so I, I need to be ready for them, and understand what they're trying to teach me. And at this moment, I I saw that those feelings were trying to trying to teach me what really I need to get out of work, what I need to get out of my my job, and I'm trying to see if trying to try to differentiate differentiate between work and a job. I think work is more as in the work that you do, the work that you're trying to do 
to improve your community more on the on the lines of set golden and you know the kind of like that work that you're doing to make an impact make a difference on the world and a job is something that you're doing to get something out of it so the job that I do I am doing something and my company is getting something from me therefore the reason why I have the job and they're willing to pay me for it and in that way they get my time they get you know abilities that I have and my the way that I, my thinking or how I solve problems how I relate with people those things that are highlights of how I be how I do in a professional setting so I feel like that's something that the company's getting from me. Now from my job, I'm getting experience, I'm getting some relationships, and, and I'm getting some social skills from it as well, and also getting funds from it. So I, and I'm gonna touch base on those funds a little later, but the funds are kind of, they're linking themselves to something else. So those funds are, our tool is a tool that fun, that money is a tool for something so what is it funding and that's something that I'm still trying to define and really explore but it's just me it should fund something that has a certain meaning I'm trying to use the word meaning lightly in my life and what I want to do with it and I have, I think I wrote it somewhere as I was writing the money aspect. Um, it's just that I'm, oh, it's a tool. It is a tool to fund the experiences that make a life worth living. That sounded uh, kind of like what you see here in the the podcast of the minimalist, but pity answer, pity answer, pity answer. But so that was this week in notes. Really, nothing outside of that. As far as physical health-wise, and I'm not doing anything else around work because I wasn't being able to move uh, in my usual kind of like one-hour intervals. And I was, because I was trying to make it to the office earlier to be able to take care of tasks before my workshop started, which is not in my ideal setting. I was trying to shorten my my mornings from getting up at the same time, you know, getting ready, getting breakfast, having my, getting lunch ready and be out the door in about an hour or so. So I wasn't much giving myself too, too much time to, you know, I don't have a little bit of a exercise routine in the mornings. I did go when I, when I walked one day because I decided Thursday it was, I just wanted to at least be out of the house for a little bit. I'm glad I did. It kind of made things a little bit. Um, I had to move some things for the next day, as far as tasks that I need to do that day. But I think it was worth it. <clears throat> it was definitely worth it to to just go out and kind of clear my head a little bit. Uh, my weight has been pretty stable, so that that's good. That means that I'm eating enough calories, uh, and I didn't skip any meals, so I'm giving myself some props for that. As far as you know, skipping breakfast because I was trying to shorten my mornings a little bit. I was trying to have it had a light breakfast, but I didn't skip breakfast, which is something that I would have kind of yield towards. As far as mental health, 
a couple of days of writing was kind of like the the prompts that I just mentioned earlier, and in my other notebook, which takes my my nice stand, I also had a couple of maybe a day or two that I just wrote a paragraph or so, just kind of exploring my thoughts at that moment and how it was mostly about work and really what I want to do with it. It ties into the work that I'm, the book that I'm reading, that I'm actually, I'm trying to reread, and I already, it's already started to mean something different than what it meant when I wrote it, when I wrote it, when I read it a couple of years ago, and this is Vagabonding by Rolf Potts. It's uh, the first, it's not the first chapter, I don't think it's a chapter, but the first section of the book it's where, you know, he goes a little bit of a deep dive as far as what what travel means and more as in what it adds to your life and how it gives you mean, meaning to your life and all these things that tie into it. And, to, and then he goes into more of a practical uh, logistics, what to do, things of that nature. But the first part is really challenging the reader on the reasons that what on what are the reasons to go in this long travel experiences which is really what vagabonding is all about is so you go not really we're talking about years well so I mean, it could be years but it could be from anything from a month from a couple of weeks at a time for a couple of months at a time for maybe a year or two and ever since ever since i read that book and the four-hour work week, four-hour four work week. It just make a little. It just made more sense that it's something that I would like to contemplate. Something that I would like to do before, maybe call it part of the bucket list or whatever it might be. But it's something that I would like to explore, get a taste of. I had an issue at the beginning with just kind of going at it, like just thinking that that was going to solve all my issues, all my problems, because it was going to be an escape. And that's something that uh, Rolf, Ralph points out in the first section of the book is that, you know, that's not going to be an escape, that you're going to bring whatever demons, past problems, issues, bad relationships, all that is coming with you on the road, on the long travel road, and it might be actually, it might make your experience worse, because it's, you're not going to be able to deal with it with the same comfort that you would deal with it at home, so you might not have friends that you're going to be able to talk to easily, because you're trying to make new relationships, new experiences, you might not have, you know, some of the tools that you have at home, you know, a safe environment that you can just relax for a little bit. You might, you, you don't have that guarantee that you, where you're going to be sleeping at whenever you go into uh, really any kind of long travel. Or well, at least the way that the book is trying to explain and go into detail is a different, it's a different kind of travel than, let's say, we stay two weeks at the Four Seasons. Or anything like that. This is more on the rocky in the rocky path of the, the other side of the town, and really just 
and the path that is less explored, less touristy. So, in the mental health, going back to mental health, is what I that I'm trying to get from my job, and just re, re, um, mention this again. It is a tool to fund the expenses that make life worth living. And fun really just immediately is money, but it's fun resources. It could be resources as far as skills that I get to use later. Some of them so there some of them are infinite, some of them are finite. So finite resources, we're talking about money. But infinite in time is a finite resource, but work is actually taking time from me. It's not adding time. But infinite resources, something that is less tangible, is the skills I'm getting. The Some of the, you know, social skills, personal skills, professional skills, those things. So those, my job is funding those. So if I do another job, and decide to move jobs and take on something else where I still see myself providing some kind of value. That's something that in a possible future job, something that I want to keep in mind is like, I want to add value into this job in some kind of way, because I don't want it to be that I'm taking, 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 and not providing anything back, which is, how I see the definition of it. Someone that is a sandbag or someone that is just riding along, doing the bare minimum, but at the same time, they're always taking more than one they can get. Individuals like that, in my, in, in my mind, are the ones that are always looking to get more of a company without giving anything more. So you see them, if there's a free, let's say, if there's a free lunch somewhere, they'll be there just for the lunch. And you know that they're going to be there just for the lunch, not for whatever, not, 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 not because there's a workshop that they might need to listen to, any kind of important meeting. No, they're just there for the lunch. As soon as, you know, somebody, they're, we're allowed to leave early, they're the first one to leave early. If you can get away with having a nap in the middle of the day, we'll get a nap in the middle of the day. They pretty well like they are, are doing the bare minimum things and i can think of a couple people in my head and that's what i'm describing because they just i mean they're to me that's the kind of person that a sandbagger is and you know some of this lacking slacker is another word for it but so but I, even though that i'm taking from my job and i'm they're funding some resources for me and i'm giving my time to them my time that part of my life because time is a, a finite resource it's my time on this earth is less and less every day because we're going towards death. We're not going towards living longer. We might be living longer, but it's still, it's like an exponential, it's a curve that is some, you might be, you might be able to get it away from touching the X, um, the exact axis, but it's still going to touch it at some point. We haven't reached that point that we're going to let the, you know, forever you might have a legacy that allows you to live with people and they have a presence in this world forever or the well maybe for a long period of time 
but that's you know really that's an is very extraordinary it's outside of the scope of most people so as far as uh, money I really I didn't have anything to write so I just started to really think of the things that I'm not doing much anymore and I used to do a couple months ago retail therapy that's something that um that I didn't know you know that it's something that I need to be worried about and I remember it, it was uh, Dave Ramsey the one that mentioned it well he said it in one of doing his show and he described it as retail therapy and it just dawned on me that that's what I was doing I was going to quote-unquote bargain shop but I was just shopping I was getting it something from the shopping experience and I was getting a fix a quick escape from that shopping experience it was a way for me not to do what I needed to do and you know I masked it in some so many different ways as a way to get groceries so I would do a lot of like I would go to different grocery stores looking for different products and I would say that that's being productive or like I mentioned I was looking for a bargain I was trying to find a pair of work pants so oh I need to go to a different store so I can find a good sale but in our reality we're just wasting time looking for something so that's a, it's a different it was a mind shift to look at the time that I was being spent why am I spending that time am I really spending on something that is going to give me value or is it something that I'm just escaping from is it something that it has no value to me because escaping it means that I'm escaping doing the things that matter or that are that are gonna move me forward. And I'm not talking about going on vacation because that that is a different kind of it's not really an escape. That is a vacation or time or rest or sleep or things like that is you're recharging, which your body needs. As a human being you need to be recharged. And having time for vacation or a true vacation is time for you to recharge. But this is an escape. I was still doing something, spending something, spending resources, but I was using them to get away from a true responsibilities. Also, my Starbucks habit has gone down a little bit. I'm not going there as much. Which it's not like it was terrible, but I noticed that on the weekends or whenever I'm by myself. I don't, I don't, I don't go. I just go. I'm leave. I'm leaving Starbucks to be a. Whenever my wife's in town, then we'll go together because coffee's something that we like to, we like, we enjoy. So therefore, I'm just leaving it as a little bit of a, a treat whenever we're together and we're out and about doing our errands. Hey, we'll, um, swim by Starbucks and get us something. And I also have another comment on the money aspect. Money mastery to live a life worth living. So money mastery, I heard that that, that way to refer to as money and knowing how to handle money is from this blog that I go to every once in a while. And it's really in the reason the way the blog quote put it, I cannot recall it, and I write have wrote it down somewhere, is that 
money mastery is not the purpose of life. It's not the meaning of life. It's not what you're supposed to do in, in life, but it allows you, it enables you to live life and to make an impact in life or to have an impactful life or to use it to, you know, really <clears throat> as a tool. So knowing how, how to invest properly, for example, or really not to be in any kind of way irresponsible with money is there is a way to have some money mastery. Being frugal, being wise, where you spend your money. And let's say if you, even though you might spend $100 on a pair of shoes, you know that those are shoes are well made. They are, they're going to last. You can get them resold. So therefore, whenever some, whenever the soul goes, uh, it gets used up, you can take it back and they can get a new soul in there. That seems like a wise investment. It's better than spending that money on a pair of shoes that you only are going to use once or twice, or there's so much in the current in what is in the current fashion and what is being worn right now that you're not going to be able to wear in a couple months. Or at least you could wear them, but you're not going to want to wear them because they're dated. Well, you know, let's say a pair of brown shoes, which I'm more biased towards because I'm, I like brown shoes. You can wear with a lot more things. Nobody's going to know, oh, those are so 1995 brown shoes than 2000, you know, 19 brown shoes they're just brown shoes which is a little bit different if you look at some of the shoes that you see everybody's wearing a lot of athletic shoes that are more bright brightly colored those are going to be dated here pretty soon because it, it just happens that's just, that's just always how it happens now if you see a pair of white shoes white shoes usually stay around they have been forever um they always come back or they always stay in the current As far as audio, um, I did. Uh, I've been enjoying some kind of a acoustics kind of stations on my Spotify account, which for the mornings and some of the evenings and some of the afternoons really just kind of mellow things out. Podcasts that afford anything, episode two hundred, and this is the podcast with Paula Pant. It was very enjoyable. And it really just shone a lot of light on how how simple steps, simple strong steps, really lead you to financial success. And it's not really anything that you have to be a absolute, you know, expert on investing, real estate investing, or looking for the best savings rate all the time. But it's almost, it's almost like, don't be an idiot. As I was talking, don't spend $100 on a pair of shoes that you're only going to wear once or twice. Because you don't have that kind of money. Things of that nature. You know, don't buy things that you know you're not going to need. That just really be true, be honest with yourself. Am I going to use this in a couple months? Is this How much is this going to bring to my life? And how much money am I spending on it? Just see where your money's going. Really, just having a budget, and it sounds like it's, it's it's the word, the B word, but it really just 
And I'm like, you don't have to be stuck with it, stuck in it, but you, it allows you to see really how much money you're making. After reading it, going on a deep dive with Mr. Money Mustache, I've may I kind of did the math and I need to kind of look into it a little further because there's some things that I want to uh, calculate, some numbers that I want to have in my mind is how much you're bringing home. How much is really your take-home pay? And that's what I'm trying to look at is like, those numbers are good numbers to have. Because if I'm contemplating a different job at some point or a promotion or things like that, I need to make sure that, hey, we're not going to give you this benefit that you've been having, but we're going to give you this one. And I want to make sure that I have the right amounts in my head the right comparisons, that I know how much I'm bringing home, how much is going out of the house as far as expenses, monthly expenses, especially whenever you're trying to build up your emergency fund, you know, whenever they say three to you know, six months of expen- uh, month expenses, how much is that? I don't know. Is it, do I spend 3000 up on 7000 That's a big difference. That is something that I didn't know a couple months ago as far as how much I was spending. And it's not really as a, if you have a budget, you're not going to be able to spend in anything. And that was where my mind shift was, is that the budget doesn't allow, it's, it's not a, it's not a way for me to, to become more stuck in my ways as, as I'm not going to have any quote unquote fun, but it just allows me to me, allows me to prioritize in where I want my the money to do what I what I want at really it prioritizes what my priorities in life. So if I say that I'm trying to get out of credit card debt, then my money that I I get fun, that I get from the job that I do should go towards that. And other things are going to get sacrificed before that because of that. So let's say I might not have the latest fashions. It doesn't matter to me really. I just I really just like things that stay classic for a while and they don't have to worry about. So that's and that's a trade off with me. So maybe, you know, the house that I have, it, for some people it might be like it might be too small. For me and my wife it seems to be working pretty good. There's a couple of things that need to be fixed. But aside from that really nothing we're putting our money where we value it. And that's what the budget allows it. So going back, it's just really just little things like that leads you to a financial success. As far as reading, I already mentioned that I was reading Bag of Bonding by Rolf Potts. It is really redefining what I want to get from work, differentiate between work, meaning, passion, fulfillment, all those keywords, all those hot words that people like to throw around. I want to be able to differentiate between those. And this book seems like a good gateway for that. Well, I think that's all I'm... Ooh, it's quite a long recording today, but... I think um, I'm going to call it a day. The day has been good. It's fairly sunny today. So, if it's just me, me listening in the, to this, I hope that you had a good week. And that you have a good week. And if there's anybody else out there listening, I hope that you got something out of this and that you have a good week as well.